What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another Fan Outs Table edition of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me as always is Robert E. Felice. This episode is going to shock you. That's because we are the, the Smart Out Moment crew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is indeed going to be a shocking episode i have not ever seen this war games match and i would assume that it's not <laughs> although there's some talented ass people in this but they're a shock master so uh, you know we had a game plan of what we uh, were going to be doing for this week of time machine dream team we switched the plan up a little bit that it's actually going to be a dark cast that is already recorded funny enough and coming out later on this week after the hot tags, I'll publish it like Saturday or Sunday or something. But instead, we're switching it up here with a different fan ounce table. War Games was just announced this week for Survivor Series. Supposedly, it's going to be a 4 on 4. We think it's still going to be a 5 on 5. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton kind of being in there. I don't know. We'll have to see about the, how that goes. But we're trying to brainstorm some War Games things and stuff. At first, it was like, oh, why don't we watch the first War Games? And then I couldn't find it. Eventually, Rob did, but uh, then I already set up the graphics for this. So, um, 30 years ago, this War Games match happened at the first ever WCW Fall Brawl in 1993. And this is what we're going to be watching. So, we are doing the normal setup for any kind of like fan ounce table or fan tracks. We are not showing you the match itself. So, you cannot find that here on this YouTube page. Or if you're listening to the audio only, obviously you can't see it anyway. If you do, you've got some kind of crazy superpower, and that's pretty awesome. But what you, we will be doing instead is giving you a countdown of three, two, one, play. And when we say play, that is when we're going to hit play on the Peacock feed, which is currently set to two hours, 21 minutes, and two seconds. 2.21.02. That is on the black screen right after Tony Schiavone says, oh, we're going to switch it over and we're going to go to the War Games match. And it's a black screen because it's one of those Peacock ads that they inserted in there. So if you don't have the ad-free tier, then I don't know, maybe you have some kind of an ad for like uh, some Lexapro or something <laughs> for all we know. I don't know what they advertise on Peacock. But that is uh, what we're going to be watching here, um, a match that I have not seen before. It is featuring... A good group of uh, people here. We got Sting. We've got uh, Dustin Rhodes. We got the British Bulldog. The whole idea of Road Warrior Animal on the poster for this instead of the Shockmaster is pretty funny to me. But Sid is on the opposite team. Vader and Harlem Heat. Although they were Cole and Kane at this point. They apparently. sure were. And this is from uh, an era that I don't know almost anything about, to be perfectly honest. Not a very good one. I, uh, I'm I've never been the biggest uh, WCW fan, so I don't really feel the need to go back and watch a lot of these older things. I only really watched WCW from like the the NWO era, like a little bit before the NWO era, like probably like ninety five, maybe ninety six is when I started to get into that, and like I still didn't really like it all that much compared to WWF little things too like i never liked the sound of the mat that like 
kind of thing. I would say you're being nitpicky, but I've watched James Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you have a, a too pointy of a gun barrel sequence. <laughs> but, you know, I just, a lot of the characters didn't resonate for me. And, you know, when I think of, if somebody says, you know, think of Macho Man Randy Savage, I think of him in WWF. If somebody says Hogan, I think of Hogan, WWF. I don't think of the WCW, you know, version against like uh, the, the Dungeon of Doom, for instance. You know, what's amazing is that the Dungeon of Doom really gets mentioned so much. It's like a, a five month angle and like everybody knows how bad it was. Well, think about how many times that happens to a lot of other things. We talked recently about how the brood is like such a big trio in WWE. And it's like they were around for what, like eight months or something. Yeah. And then you got like uh degeneration X was like a two year thing or so. Like it's crazy. And yeah, the amount of times that I'll look at something and I'll be like, oh man, it's been nine years that somebody was on the roster and that's like oh i just had that moment i, I think i sent that to you with balor at balor it's been nine nine years i think nine years yeah it was nine years like tuesday i think so it's like balor has been on the roster for nine years that's like double the amount of time that yokozuna was in there that's like that's Balor being on the roster for nine years it's about the time that hogan was in the company for his first run. The Austin side of things. Oh, I did. I did. We can get into at some point the madness that I do when it comes to like Austin being a thing. Or The Rock. Like six years. And yet you have more merchandise, more video games, more so many things for all these people. But that kind of brings us back around to... No one outside of the Shockmaster, and and really when we talk about the Shockmaster, we talk about his debut. No one really talks about WCW nineteen ninety three War Games. This is never going to be on anybody's list of like War Games matches you have to see. No, even though as Tony said, the lineup for this pretty good, is pretty damn stacked. It's Harlem Heat. Vader and Sid against Bulldog, Sting, Dustin Rhodes. And then, unfortunately, and, Shockmaster. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, Shockmaster. Because I think it was supposed to be the Road Warriors. And then Hawk, didn't, Hawk and Animal weren't on good terms at the time. So you get Animal on the outside of the ring. And you get Shockmaster, who they wanted to make a thing by... You know, glittering up and spray painting up a stormtrooper helmet, which is wild. <laughs> the, the copyright infringement on that is crazy. For a company that also had a Robocop in a match. <laughs> and by the way, but it's like that's probably just like a deal that they had going on, so it's okay. But this is just like, hey, let's let's do a stormtrooper thing. By the way, since the Shockmaster fell in his debut, they kind of shift gears and make him like a construction worker, but he's also clumsy. Is that made... it in this match? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just assumed that they were actually trying to make him the Shockmaster in this match. Oh, no, 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 But you're going to love it. It's going to be like, <laughs> gonna be like, that's what they turned this guy into. It's amazing. Uh, 
look, I like the natural disasters. Typhoon is fine. We almost got tugboat against Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. This doesn't work. Chic tugboat, right? That's so bad. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like I, I, my mind can't fathom that idea. I can't picture it being like okay, tugboat, but like Iron Chic. <laughs> what? You know, and I think I think for what it is, we're gonna enjoy it. it you do kind of get some sting in there. It's things last year. You get to talk about that a little bit. I think we're gonna have a good time. At the very least, it's one of those things where this might as well even be like a miss this mark because I've never watched this and I'm very curious. I watched a little bit of this, uh, the like the pre uh, other matches. I watched uh, the Lord Stephen Ringle match and a little bit of some of the other things. Then I tuned out and started working on other crap. But um, I don't know about the time frame of this. I don't know almost anything. I'm going in pretty cold, but that in and of itself is pretty fun too. So. Keep in mind, everybody, again, we're at two minutes, 21 seconds, and two seconds. I'm actually at four seconds because I have to click on something that's like, you know, the stopwatch thing on this uh, throws me off a little bit. But um, it's going to pan straight to, like, uh, from the black screen to a shot of the crowd and stuff. You'll be able to sync up perfectly fine. As long as you hit play, when I say play, after three, two, one, play, and I'm ready to go. What about you, Rob? Yep, I am ready. All right, everybody. So get this started in... Three, two, one, play. The event we have all been waiting for because it's the match beyond. I like war games much better when it didn't have to have no space between it. Like you just like the two words war games? War games instead of war games. I wonder if Cody's fighting them on, like, put the fucking roof on the cage. Put the roof on the cage. It'd be better if the roof was on the cage. Although I guess you don't get the option of jumping off of it. That's the only reason they don't, which is just stupid. For that matter, too, though, I don't know why they don't use the Fall Brawl name. It's so perfect. Like, why not just call that the... uh, like the the fall tour that they have going on the fall brawl tour wait a minute i was not paying attention to the rules on this is this not regular just pinfall no well Well, fuck me yes but it's 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 submission or surrender the match beyond because it because it's the match beyond because war games is just that it's just a game you're just beating the shit out of each other and the match beyond the war games only begins when it's it's so cheesy but it's so good this is <laughs> one of my guilty pleasure stipulation matches i love war games matches i'll admit i'm not the biggest fan i think war games is essentially just a regular steel cage that you you wait a little bit but it is okay. fun like, I mean, the matches that I've seen in, like, the NXT and stuff like that, like, they've been fucking good matches. How much better would it be if the steel cage itself wasn't bastardized? Yeah. If we didn't have steel cage matches all the time and if Hell in a Cell didn't suck anymore and, and all. And if they just did their job. Mm-hmm. 
if it just kept people out. Yeah. And if you, I'm sorry, look, I understand the, the change in the industry and yada yada, but like the lack of blood really hurts stuff like we're and we're gonna talk about that here because i think this is the first war games match in wcw where they don't bleed because hmm. we're knee deep in 93 <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i'm probably gonna say it like three more times we're knee deep in 93 and everything is like a g-rated product I mean, look at how crazy they're going with these fucking strobe lights and the pyro awesome? and all. They're all like, yeah, it's just. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. It's insane. Oh, the pyro almost hit the freaking cameraman. Yep. You're doing that. That's the pyro beyond. <laughs> and like this music is all trying to be epic. Psycho Sid Vicious rules the world. I love signs. I miss I signs. Encourage, if I ran a wrestling company, I would encourage fans to bring. Look at how empty the crowd is. Kane and Cole Harlem Heat. And it's like, look at the difference between how they're doing this and how WWE would do it. WWE would give everybody their own entrance. Because it would be like, oh, well, we need like Vader's theme. Even, yeah, I will say even in 93, they would have absolutely done that. Despite how I ha- don't have much of a recollection of WCW from this time frame and all, like I've not watched like old episodes of WCW that led up to like Sting versus Vader or Ron Simmons versus Vader and stuff. I know how fucking entertaining Vader is. And this is the Vader that I always want to book whenever I have like the uh, mock draft things. I mean, he it's almost bare bones. Like he's just wearing a singlet and the mask. It's very weird to see animal without a hawk always. And for having him come out as like the leader of this group. By the way, look at the shock. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, why couldn't they have an animal in this match? Do you really want one road, road warrior? Over Shockmaster? Kind of, I think he had some kind of Lloyds of London deal. Uh, like, they really should have just realized that the Shockmaster thing was stupid as all hell before they even did that backstage uh, falling it down and screwing it all up thing like they just come on you know is Shockmaster supposed to balance out Vader it's just like it's just so silly and look at Bulldog this is a year after he beat Brett this is a year after he beat We've talked about this before, but like the idea of, you know, what do you picture certain things? Like I never picture braided bulldog when somebody That's says David Boy Smith. It's weird. Cause it's just like, to me, I'm like, I picture bulldog from like Royal Rumble 97, like that short hair, 
the trunks. I fully expect Cody to do exactly that. First, by the way, this uh, th- the jump that Dustin Rhodes did. Like no, like literally. Hey, don't go in your hurt. And he's like, I gotta start it. My dad would have started it. Ah, oh, that that whole idea. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Dustin Rhodes like that. The natural Dustin Rhodes. Gold dust is much better. Which is funny because it's like, really, this the whole Dustin Rhodes thing is you, know, you, you don't tweak too much and you get Cody. And I'm like, yeah, Cody doesn't need to do any of that gimmicky shit. He, he could just be Cody. The problem with Dustin is that he's too He's too close to Dusty. He's too wrestling. Because, like, Cody found his way to be himself and then incorporate Dusty. Whereas Dustin just comes across like he's trying to do Dusty. I always think that the Dustin thing is, like, more like cowboy, natural Dustin Rhodes, and the cowboy gimmicks don't mean shit to me. That's speaking to not only like an environment that I'm not familiar with and used to and have no attachment to, but I just genuinely don't like, like I hate country music. I don't think that the whole Southern slang kind of thing is like badass or anything. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, when you got like, um, I'm a cowboy character, it's like, well, you might as well be an Eskimo character or a surfer character from, you know, SoCal or any of that stuff. Like just doesn't translate to me. I agree. But then again, I've never understood why big van Vader is. Why, why is he called big van Vader? <laughs> Cause he was, it's a Japanese thing, and I think they wanted to get over that he's the size of a van. <laughs> and then they call him the Mastodon. <laughs> well, that's a Vince thing. Well, I mean, he had the Mastodon, uh, like, headpiece and all, outside of WWF, right? Well, that was probably just a cool headpiece. Although his, uh, his... The side of his uh, pants just say Aider. I always love that move. Actually, he's got the, the R covered, so it's just Aid. <laughs> Big Van Aid. That's weird seeing him take off his mask. Probably wanted that room to breathe. Supposedly that smelled so bad, right? Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing. Cactus Jack should have been in this match. That would have saved everything. Put him in there instead of Shockmaster? Yeah. Yeah, that would have saved everything. I wonder why people like Vader go with that kind of a haircut. Well, like, the double mohawk? Yeah. Is it just because it's like, well, I'm a wrestler. I'll look fucking weird. It's futuristic cyberpunk baddie. 
Is that what he's supposed to be? A cyberpunk thing? I'm I'm making that up given the time period, but <laughs> it fits. You believe it? Or is that supposed to be like Mastodon tusks? I hate that, but you're probably right. <laughs> it's just like tire tracks. They're really doing this whole heading out with the boot thing quite a bit. For that matter, Vader's taking more of a pounding on here than I would think that he would. Especially if Dustin's supposed to be like injured. But Dustin's also supposed to finish the story. Wait, what did they just do? It's a coin flip. Uh, I thought it was like rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> that cage is down low. When did they switch over from Kane and uh probably when they got the Sherry. The Sherry switch? Ninety four. They're so much better off just being Booker T and Stevie Ray. GI bro, what a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> This boots the star of the show, man. It's weird for me, too, to hear Jesse Ventura on commentary. Are you a fan? Uh, for his time frame, Jesse was a good uh, color commentator guy. He wouldn't be... In my top 10 commentators, I don't think. It's so weird that he's covering up the V and the R. He's literally just aid. Just aid. <laughs> he's bleeding. Ain't got time to bleed. I thought they, they didn't bleed in this one. I guess if anyone's going to bleed, it's a road. Where's Ventura on your uh, commentator list? Is um, he in your top 10 or outside of that too? Top 10? If he is, it's like 9 or 10. I haven't really thought about it. Oh, wow. Sending Sting in that early. It's I wish that I watched WCW around this time frame because I got a feeling Sting would totally be my favorite. I think you'd be one of your only favorites. Probably. Then again, I probably would like Ric Flair because he's an asshole, so... <laughs> That was also another thing that I was never a big fan of with uh, for WCW was um, I mean WWF had this too, but like around this time frame, the whole 
uh, that type of blue and that type of yellow. And like WWF had that, but they, they tended to be a little bit more like, I didn't notice it as much as with the WCW, I guess. Cause I hate that color yellow. You don't like the neon yellow? Not a fan. I mean, yellow is my least favorite color to begin with, but and that's nitpicky enough to be like, you know, uh, all this this yellow and shit, but it was primarily just because I was a kid watching WWF and I liked, you know, Razor Ramon and The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and all that. And WCW was like the lesser... I still don't know how I got into wrestling, though. As much as I think about it, like, my dad wasn't as big of a fan as I was. So it's not like it was like, oh, he was watching that and I got into it because of him. It's always funny hearing people talk about their origin stories. And I'm like, I don't have one. Do you remember how you got into it? It was no, it was always on. And I was just always obsessed with it. What's that? You're, you're fading in and out a little bit. Couldn't really hear. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an origin story. It was just always on. My brother was a fan, so I can attribute it to that. That may probably make like, sense, though. I took it to a, such a different level, and like it was just always the thing I was obsessed with. Like, there's just so many videos of me just like glued to the TV, <laughs> and you can hear Vince in the background. Oh, what am I? <laughs> what a maneuver he got him out of the, the Royal Rumble he's uh, yeah. <laughs> I always go back to like I know that I dressed up as Hulk Hogan for Halloween when I was five so I had to be a fan prior to that but fuck if I could remember four years old you know what I mean I mean like, I'll never I will never know the moment where I was like yeah this is the thing this is it Like, I don't think that I really know anything about Vader until he came to the WWF in 96. Oh, yeah, that's my only recollection of it as well. Because, like, a lot of this happened before I was cognizant. Yeah, I mean, there's an age gap there, too. I mean, yeah, like, this this happened a month after I was born. This is uh, September of 93, so I'm six years old. At this point, which is that's hard enough to remember, you know. And I, I never bought these pay per views. I didn't have the money for that. I was always a kid who was obsessed with finding this shit, especially like this era, like gold tapes and stuff. Yeah, like or like in the days of the internet, like I would look high and low for things like this because like this era was so hard to find. Mm Hmm. WWF or WCW, like 93 was so hard to get a hold of. That's the second time that they did that spot in this match. It's funny. You'll you'll laugh because it's like a major pay-per-view, but even things like a major show like this, they were hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Like a fall brawl of the war games wasn't just floating around on, you know, sharing sites or anything. I've told the story before, but like there was one tape of the 1996 Royal Rumble in any of the places around me 
and it was the tape that somebody had taped over that uh the Royal Rumble match. So it's like I didn't see the '96 Royal Rumble up until like maybe like 2005 or something. Like whenever I was able to actually search for it on the internet, and I was probably watched it on like Daily Motion or something. Like I was always searching for like. You know, it's like things like for me, the 91 Royal Rumble, hard to find. Yeah. 93 Royal Rumble, never found it until like the network. Which is funny because 93 was one of the ones that I had readily available at my Blockbuster. So I had watched that more than a lot of the other ones. And like I was obsessed with classic wrestling, go figure. And it, it was just so hard to find. So I would get so geeked every time I found something like, like this. Even though like, yeah, there's nothing major going on here. Like, you're not going to remember this. No. <laughs> Sid doing some fucking jumping around. That was not necessary. Weird uh, placement of how they're bringing these people in, too, to have, like, you split up Harlem Heat. And it's like, that's your final person on that team? Instead of having Sid be the final person, you start with Vader, you have Harlem Heat, and then Sid. Wouldn't that make more sense? Yep. And it's like, we're going to save Shockmaster for the end? Like, oh, I understand the, why they did that. the big switch over to Shockmaster, because... No, they just didn't want him to wrestle for too long. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Yeah, because it, the ship had sailed as soon as he fell over. Sid's just like, please don't hit me with the boot. I'm not going to do anything to stop you from it, though. <laughs> How many uh, weeks after the Shockmaster thing did this take place? Do you know offhand? Probably like two. It's over. I happen to know that this is the final move match. That's how it fucking ends. Woof. <laughs> I, I, okay, for context, listeners, I offered Tony <laughs> Wrestle War 92, which is a great War Games match. <laughs> and I even offered a more relevant to his era cluster of the 98 War Games. At least you can joke about Warrior and stuff while watching like Brett and DDP. He <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to see this. the Shockmaster. <laughs> then again, it wasn't like I was expecting this to be the best match I've ever seen. It's probably the worst War Games match. You know what? It's going to give me more context to appreciate the one that we get this year. If we demand satisfaction. What a lackluster ending to a pay-per-view, too. That they're like, they're all perfectly fine. And Sid yelling with the head. <laughs> and Booker, I'm gonna kill somebody. He's the one that gave up. Yeah. Put your uh, your hands up. You won. You clearly won. We demand satisfaction. Like this, this is supposed to be the payoff of like some big feud, right? And this is the way that they end it. This is that was the payoff of the summer of Bulldog and Sting against Sid and Vader. They threw Harlem Heat in there. Someone had to lose. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this crap. Like, what is this? What, like, why is this like almost like an angle to be like, oh, we didn't lose. Because they're you, not off the air yet. You clearly lost. Because WWE would have cut off the show as the baby faces. And the baby faces are like not who we tracked with. They just left. They're like, ah, right, that's fucking it. And they leave. And the heels are all like, damn, man. We're mad. All right, folks. Well, blame Tony. <laughs> hey, blame WCW. I didn't book this shit. <laughs> if I booked it, it would be more of a big man buffet. <laughs> That's basically what they gave us. Nah, they're, they're too small. It would need to be just uh, Sid, Vader, Shockmaster. Uh, there, he is going to go fight Sting one-on-one. Who, Sid? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, why isn't Cactus Jack in this match? I mean, I guess if they wanted to do oh, that for Halloween. Wow. Yeah, Cactus Jack should have been in this match. <laughs> that's a funny uh it's a funny send off for him to just be like yeah fuck texas yep <laughs> and there you have it folks that is the first worst fall brawl war games that is the worst war games match i'm glad i watched it People will tell you a token versus the dungeon I do. No, at least the babyface side is stacked. Like, this was silly. That seems like such a, like, a flat-ass way to end this, too. Like, that's just, it just ended. They were like, okay, we won. Let's, adios. And the heels are just like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> it's why, um... It's why they were in the mud for so long. Yeah. It's not about, oh, we got Hogan and everything turned around. No, they needed, like, a whole team. That's And that's one of the things I don't like, is, like, you succeed by a team and you fail by a team. You know? Yeah, no matter, like, how much people talk about, like, Hogan saving his era or... Austin being the Attitude Era. If it was just Austin and nobody else was interesting, people wouldn't watch the show. Right. It's one of the reasons why everybody talks about the bloodline angle, and I don't vibe as hard with it, because I'm like, the rest of the show is not great. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of really, really good talent that's out there these days, but then when you have to sit through a three-hour episode of Raw and you end up having a lot of matches that end up being kind of meh, those three hours, they take a long time. I'm glad that we watched this, though. This is definitely going to give me some more context of uh, the War Games match that we're going to get, which is going to be so much better. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, so if I had to just judge my top three favorite War Games, it's probably the 96 one, number three, the first one ever for number two, and then the 92 one. In the number one spot, but like there were a lot of years where it was just it's kind of like we joke about WWE now. We're oh, it's October, we're doing Hell in a Cell. It very much became it's fall brawl, we're doing more games. Seems like that's what the whole November it's Survivor Series, it's War Games things coming around to already, which isn't terrible. I'll take War Games over meaningless brand supremacy. Although they're bothering to make it mean more, which is good. I just wish that that could only happen when they actually need to. I like AEW's approach better, where it's like, blood and guts does need to be the same time every year. Well. But then again, they're doing that with Stadium Stampede and stuff, so. If you pay attention, War Games is, uh, blood and guts is the same time every year. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. It's like... It's in that May June range. Huh. Hold on, I'll do this real quick because there's only been like three of them. Um yeah, blood and guts. So the first one was May twenty one. 
The second one was June 29. And the third was July 19th. So, like, it's... <laughs> so, the next one's August. <laughs> and then the one after that, September. They're going to go one month. Hey, they could. It's in that same range of, like... It's the midway point of the year. It's going to depend on when, when that double or nothing falls, probably, because that's usually, like, Stadium Stampede. So they do kind of have their own tropes. They just don't do the blasphemous thing of like, hey, we're calling the event Hell in a Cell, and that's the only reason you're getting Hell in a Cell. In Survivor Series, teams of five fight to survive in all sorts of different variations. They've messed around with that event so much over the years. I always enjoy that. I like when like they all have survival context like casket match survive it's the ultimate match of survival don't die (laughs) (laughs) buried alive match the deadliest game tournament you know yeah you got to survive the tournament and the soul survivor like there's ways to play around soul survivor could be a tournament thing it's a good name for it but War games uh, this year, whether it's four on four, we end up getting five on five. I'm sure it's going to be much better than this. And it's going to have much more meaning overall because that's going to be leading us into this. Hey, screw you. It's WrestleMania time type of time frame. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that in two weeks. I think is that when Uh, around two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whatever it might be. Saturday. So two weeks from it's about 16 days. I'll blink and it'll be fucking here. Uh, yep. <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we get around to the pay-per-view point stuff. But obviously we want to thank you for listening to this fan tracks, uh, fan outs table, not fan tracks. We're not on Fanboys anonymous right now, but you should check out Fanboys anonymous. You should go over to fanboysanonymous.com because if you like the fan outs table, then you should be checking out the fan tracks over there. We, we watch movies and TV shows and do it in that kind of way. Make sure that you are also hitting the like button on this video, subscribing to this YouTube channel, ringing that little notification bell, setting up your email alerts for those pay-per-view point post shows for things like war games coming up and full gear coming up before that. If you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, check out the Patreon or click that join button on YouTube. Get access to the dark cast that we already recorded. That's going to be posted later on this week. Take advantage of the Pick Your Poison tier, toss a little spare change our way through the thanks button, or pick up merchandise on Redbubble and Public. And make sure you are also going to the link tree on amangotree.com and following all those different accounts for not only Smart Come Up and Fanboys Anonymous, but also my personal stuff at Tony Mango. And make sure you're following Rob. You can follow me everywhere at DudePolice. You can check out my work on Fightful or WrestleZone. Yeah, check out DudePolice.com at some point, in some form. <laughs> and yeah forever coming soon <laughs> forever coming soon <laughs> thank you for listening to this everybody we will see you next time with the hot tags and then that dark cast and then next week we're getting into full gear carrying on throughout the rest of this uh set of november stuff we're gonna get some war games action a little bit later on this month where we talk about the marvel versus dc stuff that i had booked on the side so That'll probably be a dark cast for December, but you know, plenty more games stuff coming your way.
Adios for now, though, everybody. This has been another Smart Cow moment, and we are being counted out.